it's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. We are a couple of days late than our normally schedule, but better late than never, I say. And uh, hope you all had a great week. Mets are back home after a nine-game road trip. They split uh, split in Baltimore, San Diego, and took two out of three from Arizona. That's the good news. Five and four on a road trip. Not bad, considering they went out to the coast. So you'll take that every time, a winning road trip. Hope to do better in Baltimore and sweep that, but hey, what are you going to do? But uh, good that they split against San Diego, one of the better teams in the league. And and uh, let's be honest, the the playoffs, the way to the title, to the World Series, it's going to have to go through California at one point. I believe San Francisco has got the lead now, L.A. and uh, San Diego as we speak, have the wild card. So I don't see much of a change going to happen uh, in the course of the season, during the course of the season. So getting to the World Series is going to have to go through California. So, uh, But as I said, they had a good, good road trip. DeGrom was brilliant again in San Diego. And they come home, and uh, Mr. DeGrom is pitching again as he dominated San Diego once again, giving up one hit in six innings. He did a little bit of everything, too, to help him uh, himself out. He knocked in two runs, which turned out to be the difference in the game. Um, and he knocked in the two runs along with a 10-strikeout performance and a one-hit as I said, in six innings, he gave up. Uh, and the Mets uh, hung on to win that game 3-2 to two over the Padres. So DeGrom gets his sixth win of the season, but he also left with an injury. I'll have more on that in just a second. The Mets currently hold a four-game lead over Philly, a four-and-a-half-game lead over Atlanta, a seven-and-a-half game over Miami, an eight-game lead over the Nationals with a 31-and-24 record. And the big news, I guess, was big crowd. 26,637 fans were in the stands at City Field last night. A huge jump in capacity for the Mets. The state and local guidelines continue to allow more and more fans into the venue as more COVID restrictions are lifted. What did the players think about it? Well, they all seemed to a man to think it was great. They were all excited. They were amped up. 
uh, Rojas, uh, manager Rojas, said it was an electric feel in the stadium, and uh, they all loved playing in front of such a large home crowd for the first time since 2019. So, uh, and it was loud. It was loud there last night. If you watched the game, it was it on radio. You could hear it was a loud, boisterous crowd. They were into every pitch. Of course, with Degrom, it makes it easy to uh, to do that. But uh, they were into it, and um, you know, um, the players love it. They haven't had it in such a long time since 2019 that this was really. A great, uh, a great thing. So, uh, and, and I know it's it's across all sports now. If anybody's into golf and watches golf, yeah, the players there said how much it meant to have the crowds at the PGA and last week's tournament and this week's tournament. They really, uh, um, I think it was more Rory McIlroy who said that uh, he thought it would be nice not having the crowd, but when they didn't have the crowd. It was kind of, uh, it wasn't that extra oomph, if you will, to uh, push you on a little bit further. Now with the crowds, you have the people cheering, you have the people rooting you on, and uh, it just gets the adrenaline flowing and pushes you further. So uh, that's what the Mets experienced last night with the big crowd for the the Grom game. We'll see how it is this afternoon. I would imagine they would do pretty good because people just want to go to a ball game. They want to get out, you know. They want to. The weather's getting nicer though. Today it's a little iffy, so we'll see if they even get the game in. There is a forecast of some rain, but they should be able to get it in, I would think. But um. You know, still, people want to get out. They want to do things again. They've been locked up for so long, and they want it to end already. So we'll see how that's going to play out uh, as far as the crowd The crowd is. Uh, but last night was a, was a really awesome crowd and a very lively crowd, and, and that's what you want to see, you know. So... Uh, we mentioned about uh, DeGrom leaving, and, and uh, we'll do an injury report in the next segment, so I'll have that in there. He'll be back. He doesn't think it's anything too seriously. But the GM, Zach Scott, said the team is open to training for starters ahead of the MLB trade deadline. He gave an update uh, on the status of Carrasco and Syndergaard, and based on what he said, and we'll get into that a little bit later, it seems like the Mets are looking to add more arms. Uh, having those two guys, one may be ready before the deadline and one won't be ready before the deadline. So obviously that's going to influence what we're looking at right now, Scott said. Starting pitching depth is always something I feel like every deadline of my career we've been looking for that. So yeah, that definitely contributes to how we're thinking about it. And the Mets have three solid starters right now. Uh, DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, and uh, Taiwan Walker, who was, uh, by the way, was superb on his uh, return in Baltimore there, uh, his his last outing, I should say. 
he was awesome. He was pretty good in his, his return too. The, the time before that, but uh, he's he's just been unbelievable this year. So those are the three they can count on. David David Peterson has struggled mightily, and it's not it's not uh, he hasn't lost velocity. He hasn't lost his stuff. His stuff is awesome. He's just running into a control problem right now. And that can be a number of things. It could be uh, in his head. It could be mechanical. It it doesn't look like it's an injury because, again, his velocity is not down and his stuff is not, uh, you know, his breaking ball is just as sharp. It's that it's not hitting the strike zone or where he wants it to go. So he's having uh, some sort of issues with his control right now. Uh, Joey and the fifth starter has been up in arm. I mean, you know, Joey lacasey has been pitching pretty good lately. So, you know, you keep putting him out there and see maybe as he as he's in a regular rotation, maybe he'll get better. But we don't know that for now. So they'll be looking for starting pitching uh, before the train, the trading deadline. The thing is, you know, to get something decent, you have to give up something. What do you give up? Who's going to go? Is Dom Smith a candidate to go? I mean, they have Alonzo at first. He's not that great in left field. He can hit. Um, but he may be their best trade asset now with Pilar playing excellent and McKinney, the emergence of McKinney, and you'll be getting Conforto back and, and hopefully Nimmo within the next month or so. Uh, maybe he's the guy that you look to trade and package with somebody else. If J.D. Davis was healthy, he may be a guy you look to trade. He's not healthy, though, and we don't know when he's coming back. So um, you don't want to raid your minor leagues again. I mean, certain guys would be off limits. Batty, Alvarez, no, off limits completely. The only way you get somebody like that is is if you're going to trade for, oh, I don't even know who's worthy out there to trade for, to use those guys. Um, Scherz is old. You wouldn't, you know, uh, you wouldn't want to trade for him, I don't think, and give up those top prospects. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. They'll have to get creative. They did claim right-handed pitcher Nick Tropiano off waivers from the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the, the Mets optioned him then to Syracuse in order to make room for him on the 40-man roster. Right-handed pitcher Tommy Hunter was transferred to the 60-day IL. Tropiano, 30, had a 1.50 ERA and a 1.00 whip with two strikeouts and six innings over four appearances early this season for the Giants in relief. For his career, Tropiano has a 4.22 ERA on 1.36 whip in seven major league seasons while playing for the Houston Astros, LA Angels, Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Giants. And they're going to keep him stretched out as a starter. So 
they have a bunch of doubleheaders coming up. They're going to need more pitching. Uh, maybe Corey Oswald can come through. Uh, maybe Zapucky uh, will be called up. And maybe Trapiano now if he pitches well in uh, AAA. So um, they got backed up a lot. Uh, a bunch of those games, I think they have one day off in the next 30 days, I think. And um, the good part about that is that 22 of those games are at home, and they've been playing excellent at home. So that could uh, give them a big advantage, and I think 16, if I'm not mistaken, are against division rivals. And let's face it, this division is not that good this year. They were all struggling. The Mets are the only team above 500 in the division. The only one. Um, But they're also feisty, decent teams. Philadelphia is a game below 500. They're hanging in there. Atlanta and Philadelphia going head-to-head, swapping second and third and all, all that. Miami's a spunky little team. Um, Washington, I think, is a team in transition. I, I don't. Washington's having a lot of problems this year. They, they, they're starting pitching Strasburg's out. Now, Scherzer left last night's game with a, a groin or a hamstring uh, uh, pull. Uh, not bad, but you don't know. I, I think they're in a team in transition. I don't see them putting together anything, but you never know. We we thought that a couple of years ago, and and they did it. So you never can tell. But as of right now, um, Miami can give you a little bit of a, a a pain in the butt, and Atlanta and Philly are you know Atlanta's still the same team. They're just having some issues too with the pitching and whatnot. And Philly's kind of a question mark. You don't know, but. They're four games uh, behind, as I said, four, four and a half games behind. So they're still in this thing. So it's just amazing what the Mets have been able to do with the bench mob. Uh, The emergence of Billy McKinney and his power. The, uh, you know, the play of Jonathan Villar, even Jose Peroza, uh, Peroza with some key hits. Not a lot, but he's gotten some big hits. And that's what you want. You want clutch sometimes. Kevin Pillar has been sensational. He's been even better since he came back uh, from getting uh, beamed. These guys have all contributed with all the injuries. Now we're going to start to see troops coming back. And uh, it should make it very, very interesting. All right, let's take a break. And we will come back with our uh, uh, more stories, more Mets news. All right, I'll be back right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. 
Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter, at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings. And on YouTube, at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516-619-6341. Okay, and we're back. And Peter Alonso got into a little bit of uh, controversy. Uh, as you know, Major League Baseball has been uh, well, said they're going to crack down on the uh, illegal substances on baseballs and that they've changed the balls from time to time. Peter Alonso weighed in. His theory was um, Essentially, that they change the ball depending upon who's free agency. If there's a bunch of sluggers, they put in a ball that favors the pitchers. If it's uh, pitchers, they put in a ball that favors the sluggers. Uh, You know, um, it's his opinion. He doesn't think it's a conspiracy. It's a fact, he says. Guys have talked about it, but in 2019, it was a huge class of free agent pitches, and that's, quote, unquote, the juice balls. 2020 was a strange year with the COVID, but now that we're back playing a regular season with a ton of shortstops or position players that are owed and going to be paid a lot of money, it's not a coincidence, and I think that definitely is something they that they do meaning the Major League Baseball. So uh, to keep the money down on the free agents, according to Pete Alonzo, they're changing the baseballs. Who knows? They claim not Major League Baseball. Who knows? Who are we to say? We don't know. Um, could be the change of rules. I think it's because of the layoff of 2020 that the uh, guys are getting their timing back. Uh, you know, it just wasn't the same last year. It was a short season. They had spring training, and then they got locked down for a couple of months, and then they had a shortened spring training, and then they were back again. I just think the whole thing was um, is part of the cause, and I think now getting back into it, is uh, the full-time aspect of it. It could be why timing is off. Maybe the bat speed isn't there yet as completely. could be any number of things. But uh, Peter Lansko's got a different idea. So he says the guys have been talking about it. But we will see. Okay, it is time for the injury report. And uh, bear with me because it's a long one. Uh, Jacob DeGrom left yesterday's game with flexor tendonitis. and uh, But if you watch the interview with him after the game, he stressed that though the concern was near his elbow, it wasn't something that he was overly concerned about. 
he plans to make his next regularly scheduled start. Now he says he tested, he tests the ligament. Uh, the ligament was tested. He says he does self testing. Uh, having had Tommy John surgery, he says the pain was nowhere near what that felt like. So he doesn't think it's anything serious serious about it. So I'll we'll have to take him at his word. He's the man that would know the best, wouldn't he? Uh, so we'll have to just see and continue to watch that. Uh, Brandon Nimmo has a new understanding of the hand injury that kept him out of action since the first couple of days of May. He received a new diagnosis of a small ligament tear near the base of his left index finger. He was thought to be dealing with a nerve issue. Nimmo previously had started a rehab assignment but stopped it short after continued discomfort. While the diagnosis clarity is helpful, new in information doesn't change the plan for Nimmo. He will continue to rest until the finger is healed. A rehab assignment, however, could start as soon as next week. So at least we know now it's not a nerve issue, which can really be a pain. In in a, in a funny way, you're better off with uh, a ligament tear, and you know what to deal with it better than a um, than uh, oh, um, than a nerve issue. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Anthony DeComo on Twitter provides more position player updates. The Mets hope to have Jeff McNeil back next weekend and Michael Conforto the weekend after. Mets GM Zach Scott said yesterday that McNeil will start his rehab assignment this weekend in Brooklyn and then Syracuse, which could possibly lead to an activation next week. Uh, provided everything goes well. So uh, I had heard it's going to be Sunday, could be today or tomorrow. McNeil will play for Brooklyn. And uh, so if you've got MILB, check that game out. Or if you live, in, you know, uh, go to the Cyclones game. It'll be a chance to see McNeil in person as he prepares to come back. And then they're talking about uh, Conforto possibly the week after that. So uh, let's see, Carlos Carrasco, meanwhile, received a PRP injection, which is why he has not been throwing of late, and that's per Anthony DeComo. Carrasco's torn right hamstring has not been healing on schedule. The Mets expected to get more from Carrasco, but, uh, uh, you know, it's the way it goes, and it doesn't look like he's he's likely to return to rotation until after the all-star break so uh the only thing is if they can stay where they are now and and get low reloaded up in the second half with fresh arms and and fresh legs they're gonna be really tough then uh let's see some other epta updates um jd davis Zach Scott said yesterday that Davis got another injection and the progression's going to take a while. Uh, Rojas said Davis is still wearing a splint and there is no timetable for his return. Uh, Albert Amora Jr. began a rehab assignment with AAA Syracuse on June 8th, played five innings at center while going 0 for 2 at the plate. He should be back within a week 
or so. John Sweet Vargas and or MRI confirmed that Vargas suffered a sprained AC joint in his left shoulder while crashing into the center field fence on May 24th. No timetable with him. Same with Jordan Yamamoto. He's been switched to the 60 day, as has Tommy Hunter. So no. Um, no idea when these gentlemen should be back, but don't expect them back for uh, some quite some time. Uh, by the way, Luis Galorme is back, so uh, at least we got him back. And uh, Travis Blankenhorn was sent to the miners to make room for him on the roster. Uh, the good news out of all of this is that the guys that are all coming back, I believe, are all on the 40-man roster. So there's no 40-man roster maneuvers. It's just uh, who will be sent down, who will not be sent down. I would imagine... When McNeil comes back, uh, probably Drury or maybe Mason Williams will be sent down, definitely. Um, same thing with um, when um, I mind's drawing a blank now. Oh, Almora comes back. Mason Williams probably will go. The interesting thing is going to be with McKinney. Um, you know, they're going to have to make room on the roster for somebody. So uh, I don't know who, who will go at that point. Does Peraza go maybe at a point with Galorme and McNeil uh, back and Valor playing well? Valor, you know, deserves third base now so Galorme will will be splitting time with Peraza until McNeil comes back and then what happens uh, it'll be a numbers game but it, you know it's a good game uh, good numbers to have with with the stars coming back and and look if they don't perform do you bring back the replacement guy you never know you just don't know so that's the injury update for this week uh let's take another break and come back after this 516-619-6341 that is our voicemail comment hotline if you have a question want to leave a comment make a statement anything at all that's the number to call 516-619-6341 or go to our website MetsMusings.com Click on the widget in the middle of the screen. That's a speak pipe. And you click the record button and you can record right through your computer's microphone. Or you can send us an email at MetsMusings at gmail.com And if you'd like to follow me on social media, it's Facebook is facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Twitter is at Mets Musings GM. Instagram is Mets Musings. And YouTube is Mets Musings Mac. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you watch or listen to the podcast.
And now it's time to go down on the farm. Okay, and on the farm, JT Ginn made his second professional start through four innings, allowing one run, a homer, and four hits. Walking one, striking out two. He threw 34 of his 49 pitches for strikes, mostly fastballs, with a handful of sliders, changeups, and cutters mixed in. JT had uh, Tommy John surgery and lost a year last year with the uh, shutdown of the minors and with the Tommy John surgery, so... He is a little bit behind uh, schedule, but uh, made his second start and looked pretty good. Thomas Zapucky, Zapucky had one of his worst outings of the season his last time out. He gave up two home runs, saw his ERA go from 2.05 all the way up to 3.51 after he gave up five earned runs in 3.2 innings. So, um, and he... You know, I guess that kind of changed the Mets' mind about possibly bringing him up to replace uh, David Peterson at this point in time. Uh, let's see how Zabucki does in his next outing. Francisco Alvarez off slowly after he got promoted to the Brooklyn Cyclones, has righted the ship and has his average up for the season. Two, 326 with four homers and that's with the uh, St. Lucie and um, um, and Brooklyn combined Brett Batty continues to hit he's currently hitting 340 with five home runs and 28 RBI Mark Vientos got off to a slow start but is beginning to warm up and show some power with his back so uh, that's just a quick look at some of the top prospects in the Mets farm system. And let's look at the records of the team. Syracuse, the AAA team, is at 11-23. and 23. They're 11 games back in the division, and they are in last place. Binghamton is 11-22, and 22, and they are 10 games back, and they are in third place in AA Northeast Division. Brooklyn is 10-21, and 21, and they are nine and a half games back, and in last place in the High A East North Division. And St. Lucie is uh, still in first place, with a 20-14 record, and they've got a two-game lead in the low A Southeast East division. I hope they re they change some of the names with these 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 teams because it's it's a little conf not the teams the the leagues or the divisions because it's kind of you know low A Southeast East and whew, it's kind of confusing. So. Um, We'll see what happens with that. But uh, that's the uh, wrap-up on the minor leagues. They're struggling this year, but uh, some individual, some good individual performances to watch and to look out for. Okay, and that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you all for listening and watching. If you watch this on YouTube, yes, we have a YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, Google Play, um, CastBox, wherever you watch 
or play or or listen to the podcast hit the subscribe button that way you'll always stay uh, and be notified when there's a new episode of Mets Musings coming out. I try to get them out on Thursdays. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So, uh, you know, you want to be informed of when they're coming out. So hit that subscribe button. That helps me grow the show and the community and expand to new listeners. And we're always looking for new listeners, of course. And if you'd like to help out the show at all, you can go to uh, my uh, uh, audio host at anchor.fm slash Musings, and you can live, leave a donation right through them or go to Patreon. Yes, I have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Musings. And don't forget the um, uh, Facebook group is Mets Musings, and uh, it's Mets Musings Mac on YouTube. So go check that out as well okay um Mets have got a couple of more with San Diego this weekend and then the Cubbies come into town four I think and uh that'll take us up to the next edition of Mets Music so until next time keep the faith stay optimistic and let's go Mets and I will see you next edition of Mets.